Hello, everybody. I would like to welcome you all to another episode of Are You Really Living? Today, I have Amonica, and we're going to have a wonderful conversation. Welcome, Amonica. How are you? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. As we talked before, do you consider yourself a Christian? Yeah, I do. And how did you come up with that conclusion? Well, I was 14 when I got baptized, I think. And ever since then, well, I grew up in a church, of mm -hmm. course, but throughout my life, it's been my decision to stay a Christian. So since then, I've been trying to, you know, follow what I feel, what God wants me to follow, mm -hmm. you know? So I've been, my, my walk with Christ has been, I guess, pretty good so far, and I'm hanging in there. So, <laughs> yeah. What do you consider somebody that's walking or walking with? What does that entail? So... You're still a part of the world, I guess, but like as you grow up, as mm. you, well, you know, as you grow up, it just becomes very different in a way because the world doesn't, it serves nothing really. You know, it's like you're still gonna do, you know, sin, of course, but that doesn't mean you're not, you're not a Christian. It just means that it's different for you as an individual, but you basically, I guess, like one foot in, one foot out. You just haven't really made up your mind, I guess. That's what I would say. Mm -hmm. You know, but like you're still trying to find your path in life. Have you found that path? I think I did. I have. And how did you, well, uh, how did you come up with the conclusion, okay, this is the path? I don't or know. Or what was the trigger for you? I have, well, I've been, not through a lot, but like there are some things that, you know, sometimes life is not the best. And throughout those outcomes, I've seen that God has actually really, he was there. So, Yeah. I think it's easier for me to say that because I've been through, well, not been through, but like, of course, life, you know, is not the best sometimes. But like what I've been through, I've noticed that no one else could have helped me with it besides that person. Besides God. Besides God. Right. So in other words, would you say you believe in miracle? I do. Can you give us an example of <sighs> oh, that was a miracle to you? Just like you just said, you know. No one else could help you besides God on this matter. Can you give us an example? An example. I would, but they're like so very personal. Okay. Uh, maybe you could give us a general one. One that oh, you would not consider too personal. In other words, like a testimony. I don't know. Because I think I've been through probably two to three things that I've seen that I've seen the miracle has happened. Mm -hmm. But those are like... I don't even talk, talk to people <laughs> about that. So I guess, I don't know. I can't come up with anything right now. Okay, well, we'll come we'll back. We'll circle back. We'll come back to it. <laughs> Someone that is listening right now, that's not a Christian, mm -hmm. and who's in defense. In other words, uh, that person believes there's a God, but they have not seen the something that will make them say, okay, I'm going to go follow God. I'm going to follow Jesus Christ. What would you say to that person? Well... I think it's because nothing bad, not bad, but like the worst thing hasn't happened yet for them to turn their life to Christ. Mm -hmm. But when they go through that situation, then of course, they're definitely going to like to try to find more answers on like what's out there. So if they haven't gone through that specific thing, that's literally going to end them somehow. They haven't been through anything. But that, what, what if that person says because they've been through so much that they can't believe there's a God if they are going through that so much suffering you know i i was like that i was like that actually but it's like i think it's more like i needed to get my answers by praying and fasting mm -hmm. and that worked for me so if you want to get right with god i would 
really suggest praying and fasting, trying to find his face, trying to understand his words through the Bible, then that could really be a huge help for you to start. And when you say fasting, do you do it for a certain amount of days or do you stop or you just do like some people do 40 days, 30 days or? Um, I do three days. Mm -hmm. So I do three days of fasting. I only drink like water. And sometimes, okay, so if I really want something, not want something, but like really want to speak, connect with God, I do three days, no food, um, just water and just pray. But like sometimes I do like the Daniel fast, which is like you eat either um, like vegetables or mm-hmm. like fruits. For how long do you do this one? Three days also. Three days. Mm-hmm. And do you see, do you get answers from God when you do that? I, I do. Personally, I do. But I think it really depends on your faith because that needs to come out. So now let's talk about faith. Mm-hmm. For someone who doesn't have that faith, how can they cultivate it? How are you able to cultivate your faith? In other words, grow, grow your faith in God. Um, I would say by reading the Bible, also surround yourself with like, find like an environment that's where you are so they can try to help you, like support you in, in trying to get closer to God. That's what I would say. That's what you've done. Yeah. Okay. That's what I've done. Now, within Christianity, within your faith, would you say people can still go to therapy if they go into issues or should they solely stay within prayers? I think you should go to therapy. You can because there's Christian therapists, of course. You can find someone like a Christian. You can either find that or just a general person, like a general therapist. It doesn't matter. You're still human. You still have to go through things. You know, it's just because you believe in God and you kitchen doesn't mean that you like you're inevitable to problems, you know, mm-hmm. you're still human. So you're going to go through a lot of things in life. It doesn't mean that it's the end, but that's how you find courage when you speak with someone. So you, so it's not uh, it's not a bad thing to still attend therapy no. if you go into some issues it's, within Christianity. Right. It's not. That's why I think pastors are for also sometimes they listen, especially like. Sometimes, like, when you're married, you can talk with your pastor. So mm-hmm. I, I consider that, like, a, a therapy. So another for marriage counseling, right. you can speak to your pastor yeah. about your issues. But in, wouldn't it be too personal? In other words, you know, the pastor knows you as that's, a member. Yeah, that's true. But that's why they have other therapy, <laughs> other people, you know. But you don't have to go to the pastor if you don't want to. But in, in any other words, you can just still find help anywhere. Therapy is for everyone. Okay, let's talk about this very touchy subject, mm-hmm. which is abortion. Okay. Or what's your standpoint on it? Well, to me, I'm still on the fence. I okay. guess I wouldn't say that, really. I don't believe in it. Okay. I don't believe in it, but I would have to be there for me to be on the fence. But I'm not there. If I was in that situation, I guess I would say. But I don't believe in abortion because... The Bible talks about abortion and you shouldn't like, I can't remember the verse, but in the Bible, it does say that your, I mean, God knows you from the womb. He knows when you were born. He knows like, he literally knows everything, but he foresees your life basically. So he didn't, he already knows you as a person. So to kill that is very insincere, but I guess it depends on the situation. I want to say because of like rape and all this extra stuff that's going on. It still doesn't make sense to abort a child, but I'm not in that situation. But I honestly, I don't believe in it. I guess I would say, no, I guess I would say I don't believe in it. So it's not, it's not 
something I would ever do. Okay. And I don't think it's right. Let me frame the question another way. Mm -hmm. You do not believe in it. Right. But at the same time, do you think that there should be restriction or you yourself as a Christian, you just don't believe in it. However, you don't, it doesn't really matter to you if there's law against or for it. Right. I don't believe in, in it at all as a Christian. I don't care about the laws. Can you elaborate what you mean by you don't care about the laws? I don't like, I don't care about the restrictions. Like, you know how, like, I think Florida now has like a rule that says you can abort at two fifteen 15 weeks or is it 15 or like five weeks? I believe it's 15. 15, 30. right? So even then, even if I were in the 15 weeks time frame, I wouldn't abort my baby. Yeah. I mean, that's for you. Right. So yeah. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't. To me, the restrictions doesn't matter. No abortions, I guess I would say. So, no abortion at all for you? Ab no, not so at all. you will say for, their, for the government to basically say it's illegal? Everyone has their own rights, but as a Christian, if you're a Christian and you are pregnant or like you're carrying or something, I don't think as a Christian you should abort your child. Okay. So now I'm going to press you on another part of it. Um, you mentioned rape. Right. If you're raped, mm -hmm. unfortunately, not you personally, but yeah. in general, if somebody is raped, mm -hmm. do you think that person should carry that child uh, all the way through? A person or a Christian? Let's do it for both. A person and a Christian. As a person, I don't know because it's mostly my faith that's convicting me. Because if I didn't have any, if I didn't have God, I didn't, I wasn't baptized or anything. Of course, I, I think I would, not I would, but like, I guess it's okay. It makes it easier for you to abort a child. Because if you're not, if you're in the world, like you're of the world and you don't know anything about God, and I guess that makes it easier for the person to abort their because they don't know anything about that. But like, if you're a Christian and you know what the Bible says about it, then I think it's wrong. <clears throat> Regardless if the person is right. Right. Regardless. So that person should still be able to. Or not able to, but that person should still carry that child. I think so. Yes. I don't know if it's controversial, but yeah. Because if you're not convicted, then it's fine to you, you know? Like, let's say if I were to be pregnant, right? And I'm a Christian, of course. And I went and I'm on the fence of getting an abortion. If I'm not, if I speak to God, right? And he, I don't have a clear answer. And I really want to get an abortion. But at the same time, I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm a Christian. And I feel convicted. I wouldn't go through with it because it's the, like in your you have like a conscience. It's yeah. your the guilty conscience is obviously going to eat you alive, you know. But I it's it's conviction. It's all about conviction. In another word, you would not go through with it, but you would not tell somebody not to go through with it if that person was raped. I can honestly just give you my advice if they were raped, mm -hmm. if they're raped. But ultimately, the decision is theirs. I did my part. My part is to lean them to try to get a get them to understand the word mm -hmm. but if they choose to not listen then what else can i do so in other words if if let's say your friend happens to be raped mm -hmm. unfortunately comes to you for i advice or guidance and says listen monica i'm conflicted okay the rape happened two weeks ago what should i do what would be your answer to your friend Again, if they're well, if are they Christians or just like a normal? Let's let's do both scenario. Okay, if they're a Christian, then they shouldn't. I mean, I'm either way. I'm going to offer my advice and try to counsel them mm -hmm. to do the right thing, which is no abortion. But if they choose to not listen, then it's okay. it's. So basically, them. your conclusion, your advice to your friend will be that 
I'm sorry you were raped. Right. But you should keep the baby because this is a child of God. Right. Yes. Okay. And after you say that to the friend, the friend can go and make whatever decision she wants That's to make. That's completely okay with me. That's fine. No. Because uh, in conclusion, your conscience is clean. It's clear. Yes. It's clear it, and you... I did my part. My part was to counsel and try to get them to understand the... Not the... um. What's what I'm looking for? Try to just get them to understand how... Why it's not... Why it's not right to do that. Okay. You're right? But if they choose to... Okay. Be like, okay, yeah, I understand you. I hear you, but it's not happening to you. And you don't feel how I feel. And they plan to go get an abortion. That's fine. Okay. Got it. So another... Okay. I, I see exactly where you're coming from. Right. Um, when it comes to that. Now, what about if the life of the mother is at risk? Um, between what? If, if the mother's at risk and then they have to kill either one? Well, we're not going to use the word kill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of them has to... Nobody's, there's complications. There's complication. Mm-hmm. And the life of the mother's at risk. Mm-hmm. And the best thing will be to abort the baby. Okay. Well, that's a different scenario. But I think the best thing to do is to... Because either way, this complications means one of them is at risk of dying, right? So why lose two when... I mean, it's still a child, but at the same time, it's different. I guess I guess that and that's in that's one of the instances that I guess you could do that because it's it's risky. The child is, you know, it's risky and I guess if the child has to be aborted then that has to be done. So be it. So yeah. so if your standpoint when it comes to abortion is this, what is your standpoint when it comes to capital punishment? Oh, that's an interesting topic. Um well, it's different because okay, I'm going to take the Bible says not to kill, right? But either way, the government is killing us by capital con- punishment, right? So I don't know. I don't know. Like rephrase the question a certain way. Let me see if I try to understand this. <laughs> Cap- you, I, I clearly understand your standpoint when it comes to abortion. Mm-hmm. When it comes to capital punishment, in terms of somebody, a serial killer goes and kill people, right? Should that person stay in prison for the rest of their life? Or should that person be executed for their crime? I think prison. Regardless of how many people that person killed. Yes. So your standpoint is a murder or murders or a murder should not be killed by the state right. or society. Mm-hmm. They should just stay in prison for the rest of their life. Right. And somebody like you mm-hmm. and I will be paying for their prison term because you know it's taxpayer money that takes yeah. care so and so you're okay with that yeah i am because i think their guilty conscience will kill them faster <laughs> than anything else really because if they don't feel any remorse it's different but if it's like it's okay let's say a serial killer right they can stay in prison for all their lives because i feel like throughout that time they'll have some kind of conscience and they'll feel guilty in mm-hmm. a sense, and that kills them more. It kills them slowly, but it I think it it, it really affects them in a way. That makes sense. Now the now this is a follow up question to the capital punishment. I'm not sure if you practice criminal law. Mm-hmm. If you were to practice criminal law, would you represent a murder? I don't know. 
I would have to I would have to have more details. Okay, let me give you the details. Okay. He went and killed five people. Okay. That's it. Those but are the details. I think there's more to it. Like, why did he kill five people? Uh, because he was bored. Bored? Yeah. I would not represent that person. That person is mental. So you not representing that person is still saying, okay, but that person is in prison forever. Right. Yes. Okay. Because I feel like if they killed those people in regards to self-defense, um, it was, yeah, right, self-defense, then yeah, I wouldn't. That's something I would do. No, them. it's not self-defense. The person is just a, yeah. a serial Other killer. Yeah, then no. no. So basically, you represent people that are innocent. Right. Okay. All right. I, I, I completely understand and see where you're coming from. But my pushback on this will be, if you agree to have the person stay in prison for the rest of their life, why won't you represent that same individual? Because if I know in my heart that they did, they committed a heinous crime, mm -hmm. I don't want to represent that person. I'd rather them spending their, their, the rest of their lives in prison than represent them. Because it, it doesn't make any sense to go and defend a murder or, or nothing. Because mm -hmm. either way, they're going to die anyway. Why would I want to, why would I want to help execute that punishment? Okay. Makes sense. All right. So let's, let's jump to a lighter note, okay. lighter topic, which is um, when it comes to you being a Christian, has it been easy to date? Um, not really. No. Why is that? Because now I notice that I'm taking this unequally yoke thing very seriously now. It's like, let's say, for example, like if as in I'm Christian, let's say you're Catholic, we're pretty much unequal because mm -hmm. we don't believe in the same things, really. Okay. And it's going to cause conflict throughout our marriage, our life and everything. So that's what... That's why it's not easy to date now because some people don't, especially some agnostics or like um, atheists, it's kind of hard to try to rule them in to believe. So I would prefer not to have that whole conversation and trying to like hinder, well, trying to hurt any party. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? So in other words, you will want you, obviously somebody within the same fate as you, but you don't see yourself dating someone falling in love with that person and that person following you and finding Christ. You will want the person to already find Christ. Yeah, I would. But I guess um, the only exception is if even if that scenario happens, if they're open-minded to learning about God, mm -hmm. then yeah, I would date that person. But if they're just like completely no and like, oh, I don't believe in this, I don't believe in that, then no. So you're not even entertain that? No. So at what point would you, let's say you go outside right now, you meet someone, will it be the first conversation you will ask the person, do you believe in God and what's your faith or no? after how long? No, probably I want to say, because a casual conversation would be like, oh, what do you do on Sundays? Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, oh, I go to church and I, you know, I serve the church and everything. Then yeah. But that's and how they, we and bring if they it up. say no, they don't go to church. Be like, okay, what do you do? <laughs> and we're like, okay, do you, that's when the conversation starts about God. Okay. And you said it's been hard. Um, is it is it on, on on the men's side, or is it the pool of men within the church? Um, what 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 would you pinpoint is will be is has been the hardest thing? I think men in general. Not the pool of men, because the church that I go to, it's like old men. 
that tells you a lot that young men don't go to church. You mean people your age? Yeah, right. People, yeah, young men, <laughs> people my age don't go to church. So it's like, what do you do with your time? I don't know. To me, it's different because I was raised in the church, so I know, like, I have a whole schedule plan on what I do, like, on Sundays. Okay. But, like, I just, I don't know. I don't know how, how like, if I don't go to church, I feel weird. So I, that's me. You're telling me right now, most people, young men your age are not attending church. Right. But why is that? Because they just prefer to to be out there. And I guess it makes it easy for them, you know, to just, like, wake up and, like, oh, to just, just really do anything. I don't know. Does it bother you? No. It doesn't bother you? It does not. Why would it? No, I mean. Okay, why? Are. What what bothers me? No, when I say what doesn't bother you in terms, you know, to see that you're attending uh, a church, you doing everything the right way, mm-hmm. how you should be doing it, yet you're not seeing certain result that you were expecting. So, in other words, seeing a young man your age or two years or a few years older than you, um, in that same path that both of you can come together one day and you know have a family i don't think it bothers me because everyone has their own walk with christ so eventually they're going to get there okay so i guess that's why okay if they're not ready then they're not ready they're eventually gonna come so would you date somebody 10 years older than you then that's no. already in ew <laughs> no <laughs> no i would not so clearly you have that standard right you have your checklist mm-hmm Men of God, right? Not ten years older than you. No. Uh, what else? I, I don't know the rest of your check. Oh, like probably humor, humorous, respectful. Okay. So now this is bringing me into the next question, which is: Have you seen the show uh, Ninety Days Fiance? I've seen a few clips. A few clips. Okay, so you know what that show's about. I I'm not sure, but let me see. I think it's like they need like a, a visa. Is that what it is about? something like that oh i think i've seen it i think i've seen it i've seen it i have a, like a favorite character in yeah it's basically you know people here in the u.s oh, yeah they can't find Trying, love yeah and then they go overseas they mm-hmm. find somebody they fall in love and then they bring him here mm-hmm. now i do know you like to travel we talked about this off uh of the podcast is it something you think you will ever try i'm not saying you will try but if oh. that were to come up Let's say you go on your trip. One one day you go on your trip. You go mm-hmm. to Jamaica, Hawaii, or Aruba, for example, and then you were to meet somebody there. Mm-hmm. Is it something you will entertain? No. Why not? Let's hold on. You go to uh, Aruba. You meet the person. Mm-hmm. The person says, "I go to church on Sunday." <laughs> <laughs> the person is not ten years older than you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. And, and the rest of your checkbox check, is right? pretty much checked. But the only thing is he's just in Aruba, you here. Would you entertain that? No. If I if I would not entertain it if I knew that it was about getting a green card. But but it's love. No, I would not. And it checks all your box. That's fine. No. Just because he's a man of God doesn't mean I have to marry him. And just because he checks my boxes doesn't mean I have to marry him. No. Okay. So then if he comes here on his own, would I be at another story? Yeah, that would be another story. But this is going to sound a little weird, but isn't it Christianity about to help your others, your fellow helping others? Yeah, but Christianity doesn't say to marry someone who needs help. 
It doesn't say that, but in your case, it'll be love. Okay, no. But I still don't know. Still don't know. What I mean, what sense does it make? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's I don't know. No, it, it's gonna be enough for me. No matter what. No matter what. Okay. All right. The listeners that are overseas, uh, I tried. <laughs> I try to ask, but you guys are out of gas. Uh, so yeah. So that's a no. In, tr- in terms of traveling, what are some places have you been? I like to travel. I really do. But if I had more time to do it, I would do it more often. Um, I've been to like the last trip that I took was out of the country. I went to um, Jamaica. That was mm-hmm. out of the country. And then I went to Grand Cayman Islands. And in the country, the last trip was probably like, oh, shoot. That was last month. I went to New Orleans. And that was fun. If you weren't doing what you're doing now in terms of work, because I do know what kind of work you do. I'm not going to talk about it in a podcast. What would be your ideal job? I would be an interior designer. Interior designer. Or like um, a fashion a fashion designer. What about a flight attendant? I would do that too. I'm just actually starting to get like over my fear of heights. Um, and I think it's a swell job. I would do it. So with that being said, why don't you do those jobs? Because I find that being a lawyer is more my passion than that, than the other ones I mentioned. I think it's more about helping people. I've always wanted to help people in a way, especially black, you know, young black men, especially because I have brothers, you know, mm-hmm. so it's mostly because of them also. Okay. So in other words, we're not going to see you in a plane as a flight attendant. We're not going to see you as a interior designer. What was the other one? Um, a fashion designer. And a fashion designer. Right. No. Me. <laughs> Maybe down the line. Yeah. If I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, I'll probably be uh, somebody that travels the world and just tastes food like um like a food critic. Yeah, like a food critic and just travel the world and eat yeah. good food. That's my dream job. Oh wow! Yeah, that's what I would want to do if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now. But yeah. eventually, it will happen. I'll probably do that as as my uh, retirement hobby. Okay. Yeah. But you would have to retire soon. Not soon, but like way before. No, I could be still in my 60s and just travel the world and eat good food. And... Yeah, but you can go long distances because you're old. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, 60-year-olds old, can, you can still travel and, and go other places. Is, is there a restriction that you can't fly long distance if you're 60? No, there's none. Uh, but me, I, that's what I, I, I don't know. To me, I feel like you can't travel long distances if you're like 60 and up. I, I don't know. I, I'll have to ask a 60-year-old that question. <laughs> I definitely need to ask a 60-year-old that question. Um, so as we are coming to an end, is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, when it comes to your faith, when it comes to uh, your love life? Love life? To, yeah, faith? Well, or traveling? Let's see. Well, faith is really big. For me, it's really important to me. Um, so that's like a no-brainer right mm-hmm. there. When it comes to my love life or any young girl's love life, it's it's difficult, especially like now that I'm only getting older. In the next three, in the next four years, I, I want to be married. It's difficult finding a man, especially now like now you have to share men. Share men? Yes, because of like they have too many kids, like young boys these days. 
all they do is have children. And now I would have to, not I would have to, I'm not entertaining that. But at the same time, if I were to get like what a man, I would have to share him with someone else as them being like their baby, like a father. So, oh, okay. So basically what you're saying is the men, as you get older, it's already, they already had kids. Right. So in other words, but you, you're not going to have that problem because you're not going to be dating if they're over 10 years older than you. Right. So you're not going to have that problem. Yeah, but people my age now, it's, 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 I mean, people, children, not children. I mean, children are having children. But at the same time, <laughs> this, it's, it's, oh, it's this man. It's, it's hard. It's hard in general. Okay, final question on this. What is your deadline in terms of, as a uh, Christian, in terms of dating before you get married? Do you have a deadline? In other words, some people say, you know, I'm dating for six months, then we have to get married. I'm dating oh, for no. a year. Um, I think I think three years. Three years? Yeah. Because that's when you, you get to, you actually get to another person. Six months tells you nothing. And like you don't know how they are when they're like very very angry, you know, like when they're very very happy. It, I think it takes about three years to actually know someone, especially a spouse. Okay. So in your book, in your checklist, it's three years. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Well, thank you so much for stopping by the podcast. Thank you for having me. Oh, greatly appreciate it. And to the listeners, I would like to ask you all to like, share, and subscribe. And um, I'll see you guys in the next one. Again, thank you again. Have a good one. And uh, hashtag are you really living? Thank you.